What's going on, guys? It is a prospect day today on this episode of Locked On Anaheim Ducks with a little bit of a twist in the middle. So let's go ahead and roll that audio. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for well over a decade, and thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, this podcast is free and available across all platforms and is also ad-free on Amazon, so check us out there, also on YouTube. So there you go. All right, so we've got a whole slew of prospects that we're going to talk about and also just want to let you know that on the second segment kind of sandwich in the middle we will have a couple of guests on to talk prospects and they focus more on the defensive side which is great and I kind of want to focus more on the other positions and kind of gauge my feeling as to where we are as far as where the prospects might end up and what kind of impact they will have. I'm going to focus more on this season instead of further down the line because the season, I mean, the preseason starts this month. We're in September. So we're not that far away from seeing some hockey action already. Yeah, can you believe it's already September? I kind of feel like this last three months have been a blur to me, but they literally, in my case, they literally have been a blur for me the past three months. Oh, gosh. I wouldn't wish what I went through on my worst enemy. So, I'm going to actually start with the goaltending. And the reason I'm going to start with the goaltending is because that is the one position that I feel the prospects are still good at, but I don't think they're being given as much of a chance as I would like. And technically, on every single list... Lukash Dostal is still considered a prospect. And apparently the higher the higher's up in the Ducks organization still consider him only a prospect. And that is clearly evident when Ducks management decided maybe Dostal's not quite ready yet. With the Alex Stalock signing, that all but guarantees that Dostal is not going to begin the season with the Anaheim Ducks. Um, Gibson is going to stick around. Gibby is going to be a duck this season, despite earlier reports in the summer. Gibby looks like he is going to stick around. So what that means, Gibson starting, stay locked backing up. Hey, good news for the goals fans. You get Lukas Dostal for one more season, and I think only one more season, and then that's it. And then there's going to be a decision. Either the Ducks have to move on from Dostal, or... Stalock says bye-bye, and Dostal's ready. And I think Dostal's ready now. I truly believe that. This was evident in Dostal starts in Anaheim. You know, at least some of them last season, but a lot of those misleading stats should not go against young Dostal, mainly because the defense was that bad last year. I mean, you could throw in any goalie in that situation that they're put into. And of course, the numbers are going to look bad. 
and that's where you have to look at some of the really deep analytics. And one of my favorite analytics sites is uh, Evolving Hockey. And they do a good job of illustrating how valuable Dostal can be and how good he is given the circumstances and given how many shots he saw, given how many high danger chances he saw, which was a lot, by the way. So I do think Dostal's ready now. As soon as Gibby or Staylock goes down, Dostal's going to go back up immediately. And I think we're going to see, unfortunately, a repeat of what happened last season. I got to remind you what happened last season, where you had at least an injury to, well, Gibby got injured last season. And Dostal was the first one that came up. How about our favorite person, Anthony Stolarz, who got briefly hurt? But you know what? As soon as someone gets hurt, up comes Dostal, and in comes Ole Eriksson Ek for the goals, which does not exude any confidence. A goalie that should exude confidence is Callie Klang. We haven't talked a whole lot about Klang on this podcast, and I think we're going to start to talk about him a little bit more. I know myself and John Bronbent talked about him a little bit over the summer and how how good we felt about Klang in general. I know we have rookie camp coming up, and it'll be interesting to see how both Klang and uh, Alexander do in this upcoming rookie camp for the Anaheim Ducks, which is coming up very soon, by the way. I can't believe we're already this close to Anaheim Ducks rookie camp. And you can bet that I'm going to try to make it there this year. I'm really going to try to make it there this year. So, you know, hopefully if you guys go, I look forward to seeing you there. But those are some names that I think the Ducks need to look at and some names that the that the fans should go, um, yeah, I like them a lot. <sighs> but Dostal has a chance to take over, over the starting role sooner rather than later. I don't know if Gibby's going to stick around after a couple seasons. Staylock might retire. I think it is going to be Dostal's time very soon. So he is still my biggest key prospect as far as goaltending is concerned. All right, we're going to keep that segment rather short because we do have a couple of guests coming on. So what we're going to do is we're going to head to the first intermission and then I will bring on some guests and they will talk more about the defensemen. So we'll get to that on the other side. And now I want to talk to you guys about FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. And hey, you know what? You have football season has just started. The NBA and NHL seasons are also going to begin very soon. And what better place to check out all the latest props, odds, lines than FanDuel? Because right now, new customers can get $5 and 200 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed. Additionally, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. That's a good deal, folks. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is super easy to use and say to use it in. And you can be on everything from spreads to player props futures, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on 
and kick off the season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please gamble responsibly. So moving on to the Anaheim Ducks. Now we're going to be talking about this prospect pool in depth, but for me, what really makes the Anaheim Ducks such a high prospect pool in both of our eyes is the defense depth. I mean, in terms of defensive prospect pools, there isn't a comparable in the NHL. I think they're on top um, in terms of the quality that they have in the system. I mean, you look at the prospect pool itself, you look at the depth in there. I mean, we're talking about guys like uh, Pavel Minchikov, who's probably one of one of my favorite, if not my favorite non-NHL uh, playing defenseman right now, just in terms of watching him. He's so fun. Um, on top of that, you've got guys like um, Olin Zellweger, who just won CHL Defenseman of the Year for good reason. Um, let's start with those two, really. So who's your favorite between the two, and who do you think is going to have a better NHL career? Oh, that's tough. That's a tough one, eh? You're making me make a tough decision here, especially because I was able to watch uh, Mintyukov live in Ottawa quite a few yep. times after he got traded at the deadline. Yep. And uh, while <clears throat> he he was kind of forced into a different style of play once once he was traded, which made him less effective because when you try to control how Mintyukov plays, you are restricting him. Yeah. And he's at his best when he can just be free-flowing and play as he wants to. And I thought he was a lot better in Saginaw when he had that freedom. Mm -hmm. That said, I still think I'd go with Zellweger ahead, but it's really tight. So two very special defensemen. Mm -hmm. I think with Mintyukov, you get a tremendous combination of offensive creativity, dynamism, and defensive strength. He is very (laughs) well-rounded and... Uh, can do just about anything that you want him to do. He he can make some big hits if he needs to. He can clear the net front. He can go end-to-end and score. He's a great playmaker. He has a wicked shot. He can forecheck. He can forecheck. <laughs> Genuinely, he can. I've, I've yeah. seen it happen many times, and sometimes the Ottawa coach would then be a bit angry at the bench, but like yeah. he did it well, so it's fun to watch, and mm-hmm. he's very versatile, which is an incredible strength for him. Yeah. Zellweger, however, I think I have to give him the edge. He has this fluidity and dynamism that I don't think any defensive prospect right now can match. Uh, <laughs> guys like like Lane Hudson could if he were a better skater, but he's not. And Zellweger is an elite skater. Uh, yeah. David Yerichek could, but he's still a little bit wonky. And Zellweger isn't. And yeah. I'm not saying he's the best defensive prospect in the league, but he's definitely the smoothest. And I think that this is a player who will QB a first power play for years to come and could likely be an an impactful NHLer within a year's time. Uh, And he is just a tremendous prospect. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, for for me, I I give the slight edge to Zellweger just based on it's for with Zellweger. It's the toolkit. I mean, the tools are amazing, but it's just the way that he brings out every tool and and blends them together seamlessly is just it's ridiculous watching him this year has been just an absolute treat and it's watching him makes you love hockey which is it's very hard it's it's very rare that you get to say that about a player who's not in the nhl i mean just watching him is just such an enjoyable thing it's just it's there's just fluidity and just a, a an effortlessness to the way that he carries himself on the ice that's insane the hands on him are ridiculous the playmaking smarts 
the ability to see lanes that others don't, and even the shot has improved a lot. Um, he's a pure offensive defenseman for me, but he's still able to hold his own in his defensive zone. Um, he's not the type of guy who's going to clear the net front and be that physical presence, but at the same time, you want him to be playing in a specific role. If you pair him with a guy like Tristan Luneau, who they also have in the system, um, Tyson Hines, Noah Warren, those are the types of guys that you can pair to an Owen Zellweger, and they'll just bring out his skill set even further. But circling back to Minchikov, I've always described him as a coach's nightmare and a GM's dream. Um, that's how I've always described him. And in, in, in terms of just, he does things that coaches don't want their defensemen to do, but he'll win you games and cups and, and, and awards. Like that's what he does. So I'm very interested to see how those two develop at the, in the future. Um, I think them being on the same pair would be just too chaotic for anyone. I don't think that, <laughs> I think the NHL would implode. Uh, but then you, you circle to guys, like I mentioned, I mean, Tyson Hines and Noah Warren are two very interesting defensive defensemen who are able to hold their, their, their own in their own zone, who are also able to defend the rush really well because they've got really good footwork. Tristan Luneau is in the same boat, but he's also got some decent offensive upside. He just won QMJHL Defenseman of the Year. So you've got a trio of really good defensemen in there. And some of their, some of their depth options and, and depth pickups that they've got. I mean, they've got Jackson Lacombe who played a couple NHL games and looked really good. Um, they've also added Rodwin Dionicho, who's a long-term prospect, but one of the most fun. creative and fun players you'll watch um, out of the OHL. So they've got some really decent pickups on D. Um, they've also added some good goaltenders in Damian Clara. Um, and they've got Lucas Dostal, who just graduated as well. So some decent option in between the pipes. And on, at, at forward, forward, we've got Leo A guy like Leo Carlson. Carlson. Yeah. We I mean, can probably just, mention him, right? Like, I think yeah. he qualifies for, for uh, <laughs> our content here. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Leo Carlson yeah, no. is awesome uh this, this is a player that i think every scout fell in love with during the 2022 yep. 2023 season and uh while i don't i think we had him ranked a little bit lower than average because we had matt bay Mitchkov ahead of him at yep. dauber uh this is a player who uh thrives in competitive professional environments and that's not Absolutely. something that you say about many draft eligible players uh, Leo Carlson uh, grew a tremendous amount in his draft year season as well. Every opportunity yep. he was given, he thrived in. Uh, this is a power forward playmaker who is one of the smartest players outside the NHL today, who, uh, while the defensive game still has some warts, there's a very, very clear path for it to become a significant strength in three yep. or four years' time. He can do pretty much everything. I think the goal scoring game is a clear area that needs a lot of work, but yeah. basically every other offensive tool is high end, whether it's mm -hmm. the playmaking, the handling, the dynamism, the deception, the uh, planning the of goal offenses, scoring, just yeah, everything on puck and off puck. He's equally effective and uh, he can play a variety of roles. He can play either left wing or down the middle though mm -hmm. he should be developed as a center and he will be Absolutely. in Anaheim. I'm yeah. positive. Uh, but yeah, how do you, is there anything else about Leo Carlson that I missed? Uh, he's really good. Uh, he's really <laughs> so he's, good. Yeah, there we go. That's <laughs> absolutely that's something good for him. But I do want to give a quick shout out to some of the other guys that they have in the pool at forward. I mean, they've got Nathan sure. Gauthier, who we haven't even mentioned, who's probably going to be a very good middle six uh, power forward winger. I, I, I think that he's developed his game in decent enough ways that 
I could see him become that middle six guy. I had a lot of doubts in his draft here, but he's proven me wrong so far from what I've seen. I don't think he'll be a center long term. I'd be quite surprised. On top of that, you've got Sasha Pastajov, who's only gotten better since getting drafted, um, just putting up ridiculous numbers in the OHL after transferring. Um, he's been looking real good, and he signed as a LC. So I'm interested to see where that goes. And that's not even mentioning some of the guys they added this year. Um, they've added Colson Peacher, who I'm a big fan of. Um, you know, other guys like uh, Yegor Sidorov, they have Sam Colangelo, who's still in the system, Jacob Perot, who played a game last year, um, and I'm interested to see where he goes. So it's a lot of depth overall for the Anaheim Ducks in multiple positions. For me, the kind of lack of um, the lack of high-end potential at forward outside of Leo Carlson kind of kept them outside of the top three, um, but they were fairly close for me, and it was a, it was a bit of a debate uh, between them and the next team on our rankings. Welcome back to this final segment of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. Special thanks, by the way, to Hadi Kalakesh for kind of hosting that little roundtable on. They talked mostly about the defensemen of the Anaheim Ducks, and I, I would agree with Hadi on this one. The Ducks have one of the deepest, deepest defensive pulls in the entire NHL, and there were some names that he threw out there, which I completely agree with, by the way. Uh, Mintikov, I think, is my choice. Actually, not my choice for top defenseman. I think my top defenseman, personally, is Olin Zellweger. Um, I saw what he did in San Diego a couple of seasons ago. I saw what he did last season. There's no reason to believe that Zellweger cannot contribute, maybe even next year. I mean, I think he will probably start off in San Diego, but I would not be surprised to see Olin make his way to the Ducks this season. Would not be surprised at all. All right, so we talked about goaltending, talked about defense. We haven't talked really a whole lot about the forwards in this particular podcast. So I'm just going to start with Leo Carlson because it's the obvious choice. Carlson, number three pick overall. I think he's going to make the team right off of camp. Mainly because Isaac Lundestrom got hurt. Let's let's rewind. Lundestrom got injured while training. He injured his Achilles. He's out for six months. So he's out till the All-Star break. It was expected that there might be some competition. But now with Lundestrom out, this opens the door wide open for Leo Carlson to make the team outright. And my opinion, I think he makes it. I see the speed that Carlson employs. I see the extremely high hockey IQ that he employs. To me, he's an obvious choice to make the team. And this is kind of weird because there were some quotes earlier this summer from Pat Verbeek where he said, quote, Patience is going to be required from everybody, from myself, from the coaching staff, even from our fans. They're good prospects. They just need time to grow, time to mature. They're so young, it's not an easy league. We're going to find the right league. If it's the NHL, great. If the NHL's not it, we'll try San Diego. If that's not it, then he'll go back to Orbro. We're just going to wait and see. End quote. Look, I don't think Carlson would want to spend the entire season in San Diego, and frankly, he shouldn't. If nothing, he could, I mean, he could go the Troy Terry route, and have a few games in San Diego, 
dominate. And I say, oh, he belongs in the NHL. Look, this, that scenario happens all the time. Where someone has a few games in the AHL, they light it up, and then they go on to have long careers in the NHL. It's happened time and time again. I wouldn't be shocked if it happens again in this case. So that's my take on Carlson. Uh, one other forward, well, two other forwards that I really like. Nathan Gauthier, who I think will probably wind up in the AHL this season. But he's a big-time power forward who I think could really show some improvement still. But he's shown that improvement over the last year. So I like Gauthier a lot. And someone else that I personally like a whole lot, Sasha Postyjov. Sasha, the brother to Nick Postyjov, who played for Coachella Valley last season. Sasha could be a San Diego goal this season, but if he makes San Diego out of camp, he'll immediately one of their better goal scorers. And Sasha, I think, is someone that could make a tremendous difference in San Diego. Could he make the Ducks? Look, he can make him as a 14th or 15th man at this point. I mean, he had 98 points last season between the Guelph Storm and the Sarnia Sting. This coming season, I think he starts in San Diego, but he's going to have to show that he's a top contender in San Diego. Someone else who he will contend with is, you know, Jacob Perot who is still technically a prospect. Um, Perot kind of showed out a little bit the previous season. Last year kind of took a step back, but let's be real, everybody took a step back in San Diego last season. And now we have a new coach in San Diego as well. Thus, I expect Perot to have a big season. And now with Postujov entering the fold, I think there might even be a little bit of competition. Uh, Perot also played with the Sarnia Sting. Competition is not a bad thing a lot of the time. And I think in this case, it could wind up being a huge asset to the San Diego goals because they didn't really have that last season. Of course, they dealt with a slew of injuries. But I think having that compete level for being the best forward on that team, I think it's going to be intriguing to watch. And if you're a fan of the San Diego goals, You're going to enjoy watching those two try to light it up. Maybe they'll wind up on the same line somehow. And you could see... I mean, you could see a line of... I I guess you can go... Pastujov down the middle. You could have Perot right there. And I don't know who else you could put right there. But there's so many different ways to go about a top six line for San Diego. So it'll be fun to watch, folks. And with Dostal presumably starting the season in San Diego, watch them get off to a hot start. And I know we're not beginning with our goals Thursday yet. Our goals Thursday will start later this month, by the way. So I just wanted to bring that up. Goals Thursday will be back later this month. When we go back to five days a week, goals Thursday will return. So just want to throw that out there as well. So... Those are some guys that I think can make a difference. All right. We're, so once again, just to reiterate, Carlson makes the team. Pastujov could make the team. Maybe San Diego more than likely. Perot, 
San Diego more than likely. Everyone else that played in San Diego last season will probably wind up staying in San Diego next season because I don't know how many other guys that were on the goals are going to break through. I think Carlson kind of takes over that spot. And Sir Leo is going to be the guy. I, I think he's absolutely going to be the guy that's going to make a difference in that bottom six this season. Uh, who else have I not mentioned as far as prospects? I mentioned Goche, um, Pa Sujov, um, Braden Tracy. He could be a difference maker. He could still be a difference maker. Uh, Josh Lapina, another decent little prospect there who I like a lot. So, yeah, they're they're deep on defense, but they're also still good on forwards. I expect all of them to have a much, much bigger season this year. All right. That's going to do it for this podcast. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, ad-free on Amazon or also on YouTube. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. My personal Twitter's at StimpyJD. And the shows, I can't believe it's not Twitter, is at LO underscore Ducks. And thank you all so much for your continued support. It is so greatly appreciated. And, you know, once again, thanks for the kind words. As, you know, I'm, I'm back. You know, we're, we're finally back with season number five of Locked... Season number five of Locked on Ducks. Oh, my God. I've talked about this crappy team for over four years. Can't wait to do it for a fifth consecutive year, but I will try to remain as positive as possible, folks. I will try. Once again, thanks so much. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the afternoon. Please remember to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together.